the NFL Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today and get a $100 free bet when you bet $100 at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. Sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. State restrictions apply. We're also brought to you by our mini helmet contest, the SGP. The SGP mini helmet is back. They are in stores. And guess what? We're giving one away for free. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash helmet. That is sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash helmet. And football bingo is back. Look, this... This is it. It's Christmas. It's NFL. You have bingo. Every single bingo that we give out gets a $100 SGP gift card. Go. Just check us out. Check us out. Exclusively in the SGP and app. I'm just about that action, boss. You have to be kidding me. That is impossible. Back with another edition of the NFL Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. You know me, know the voice of the guy. It's me, really real, villain real, Terrell Furman Jr. here at your service. And we're not talking totals. We're not talking Thursday night football either. I'm filling in for the sickly moon off Munji as we talk Sunday and Monday game action in the NFL. And you know that I'm talking that. So it's my partner in picks, Scott Studio, right? Show Scott, what's going on? Doing pretty well. Uh, looking forward to going through this Sunday and Monday slate in the NFL. It's a weird schedule, of course, because of Christmas. So you have a lot of the games on Saturday. Plus, I'm a little bit kind of, I'd say, uncertain about how I'm going to sound audio-wise because I've kind of been scrambling with new microphones over the course of the day. So hopefully mm-hmm. it's still manageable and not too horrible to listen to. But as far as I know, it's good enough. So show must go on. Yeah, man. Uh, it's – look – that is just something in itself. But these games, these games here, Christmas Day, first of all, let's just throw that out. Christmas Day should be reserved for the NBA. That's number one. It should be. It, it should be absolutely reserved for the NBA. However, now that we have Christmas football, I'm not I'm not gonna complain too too much. Like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna complain too too much now. But you I'll know complain, it, I'll complain about the quality of the games that we have on this year's calendar, but I, I like the idea. Yeah. Yeah, these Christmas Day games, I what I will say is I'm not rushing to watch these games. I will bet them, but I am not rushing to watch these games. I'm absolutely ecstatic about NBA Christmas. Check us out on the NBA Gambling Podcast. You know, of course, I had to plug us in a little bit. But, mm. I mean, there's potential for a good game, maybe. I, I, let's just talk about the first game because I think this is probably going to be one of the better games of the night for Christmas. Green Bay Packers are traveling to Miami to play the Miami Dolphins. Dolphins are laying three and a half. 50 is the total injury report for these two teams. And we have 
River Crack Craft. I, I could never say it. I can never like his name is just a tongue twister. Kirk Craft. Yeah, whatever. He's doubtful. Miles Gaskin is questionable, and Jeff Wilson Jr. is questionable. Pretty clean on the Packers side of ball for Green Bay, which is new for them because they've had injuries, especially to that wide receiver court all year. This is the healthiest they've been all season. So you're getting three and a half with Green Bay. Add in that Aaron Rodgers has this thing where he doesn't play his best football in Florida. I mean, a lot of people don't talk about it. I'm going to talk about it because it's just, you know, he's had some good games down there, but there's been a lot of times where he's been in the state of Florida where he has not performed. I thought that was mostly against Jacksonville. I always thought that he managed to have good games against the Dolphins. Yeah, I think it Yeah, I think the Dolphins more got, he had better games against, but I know he did have issues with Jacksonville. Remember last year, I believe it was, first game of the season, and the hurricane got the game moved from New Orleans to Florida. Yeah, they got buried like thirty-eight to three. They yeah, got smacked. Absolutely dud there. Uh, he struggled against the Tampa Bay Bucks. I know he beat the Bucks earlier this year, but I wouldn't say that was necessarily a really good game of his. What are we doing here? Getting three and a half with the Packers on the road. By the way, I pulled up the numbers. Uh, in his career, he's played the Dolphins three times. Uh, six touchdowns, one interception. Uh, one time in Miami back in 2014, three touchdowns, no picks. So okay. I don't know if that's just a Jaguars thing, but I understand your point. I know against the Dolphins specifically, he's done pretty well. But for this matchup, Green Bay is in win-now territory for the rest of the season because the record stinks, but people want to have the illusion this team can make the playoffs. It's not going to happen, just telling you right now. Uh, Miami lost last week, but I was actually impressed with their loss. They traveled to play in snowy Buffalo and they led for a decent portion of that game. They didn't win the game, but they played better than I thought they would. They covered. So that's the most important part, right? But Mm -hmm. I do think I'm going to go with the dolphins here. I think they have too many weapons. I still don't think green Bay's team is good at all. And am I supposed to overreact to them beating the Rams at home off a bye? Of course Mm -hmm. not. Like the Rams are a horrible team. The Packers didn't look great, but they looked good enough to win this to win that game. And at the end of the day, I just think Green Bay's defense is still not great. I think that it's a pretty okay unit that has underachieved this season. The offense has been better because you have Watson who emerged. Lazard's been a complete non-factor for the last couple of weeks, and the ground game's good. But Miami's good against the run. I think I'm going to take the Dolphins. They're at home, and I'm hoping Tua bounces back in warmer climates. But I'm going to go with the Dolphins. I think this game might be close. Maybe it's decided by a touchdown. But Green Bay on a short week as they played Monday. Miami on a bit of a longer week as they played Saturday. So they had a full week off to, or full week and a day to prep for this game. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with the team with the rest advantage here. I'm going to take the Dolphins. Yeah. Um. I, I don't know if you think the prep matters, but it is Saturday compared to Monday. Yes, it is. And I think it, you know, slightly does. But I think my issue here with one Green Bay is a non-conference road spot in December. So, you know, it. I understand Green Bay thinks that they still have an sh- outside shot at the playoffs, but this is just a really bad spot, non-conference road spot. You already are questioning Green Bay at this point because of that. But I just feel like this Miami Dolphins team 
has had this game circled on the calendar, not just because it's the Packers and, you know, that's a marquee team. You always want to get a good win against that team, but more of the fact of they've been freezing for a couple weeks now. Mm -hmm. Like even their trip to LA was cold. So they just came back from Buffalo freezing their nads off in Buffalo. And now they're back here, warm climate. This is a really good bounce back spot for them to get back. Right. And be able to get back in the win column and, Green Bay, while the defense has been better, right now they are trending at about eighth in pass DVOA. It, they are dead last in rush DVOA. They can't stop anything on the ground. And so if you're telling me that Jeff Wilson Jr. has a shot to play in this game, you still have Raheem Mostert and you have Mike McDaniels who loves to run the ball. Like even though they have Tua and they have Tyreek Hill, they have Jalen Waddle, they have all these weapons on the outside for Tua, they still love to run the football. Like that is what they do. They love to go run the football. And matter of fact, if you look at offensive DVOA rankings, they're third. So they they get it done on the ground. They get it done in the air. I think that this offense is still going to go out there and be able to put up on green points on Green Bay's defense. But with the inconsistencies that Ben Aaron Rodgers and this Packers team this season, is it just a foregone conclusion that they can keep up and stay in this game? I don't think so. So, yeah, I'm with you. I'm with Miami minus three. I think they're the better team. Yeah, I think they're the better team. I don't think it's particularly close. Plus, you said the game might be circled on the calendar. If Miami wins this game – as far as I'm concerned, they clinch a playoff spot. I don't yeah. see them losing this game and not making the playoffs, especially when you're looking at Miami's overall record this season. If they win this game, that, that puts them at nine wins, which is going to put them, worst-case scenario, on the outskirts, probably involved in a tiebreaker. But with the Jets losing, with New England losing last week, you can make an argument that Miami basically clinches a spot if they win this week. But... I just think Green Bay is not good. They're two and five on the road. Miami's five and one at home. I'm taking the Dolphins. Uh yeah. Dolphins eleventh in rush offensive rush DVOA. So I expect to see a really big game on the ground for them. Yeah. But once again, like am I supposed to overreact to Green Bay beating the Rams? No. No. I wouldn't. Rams are terrible. Yeah, I wouldn't. All right. Total is sitting at 50. Is it is it too easy to just say over? I think I have to take the over. In a weekend with so many awful weather games in the East Coast, you actually have a decent weather game in Florida. I, it might rain, which I guess would be a bit of a concern. Uh, but let me just check what the weather is. Just to I confirm. see an overcast. I just see overcast 50 degrees. Okay. I, there are rumors it might rain. I'm not sure how accurate that is. Uh, as of right now, I see is the same thing you see. I see no rain, uh, about 25%, but 7-mile-per-hour wind, 60-something degrees. That weather seems fine to me. Uh, I think I'm going to end up taking the over. I just see points. You can argue that maybe Green Bay could try to drain some clock uh, with the ground game, but Miami's good against the run. Mm-hmm. I see both quarterbacks having good games here, so I'm going to go with the over. Yeah, same. All right. Next game on the slate, we have the Denver Broncos going to play the Los Angeles Rams. Minus three on the road for the Denver Broncos. 36 and a half is the total injury report here. And we have for the Denver Broncos, Latavius Murray is questionable with a foot injury. Kendall Hinton is out. Dakota Allen is out. Cortland Sutton is questionable with a hamstring injury. It looks like he's going to play. So all reports are that he's going to be making his return to the lineup in this game. 
And Mike Boone is out with an ankle injury. For the Rams, we have Ben Skoranek, who is out with a calf injury. All right. Scott. I know what the Rams have looked like this season. Dolphin, I mean, I, it's, it's very rare to see the uh, Broncos favored by uh, favored at three. all. Three is insane. So what, you're telling me on a Rippin's quarterback? Field, maybe. I'm, I'm I'm assuming Wilson's done for the year, right? I like, think I, like I don't know why you'd bring him back. Rippin actually won last week in general. There's no point to bring Wilson back. On a neutral field, is this Broncos team as constructed with Rippin and quarterback right now six points better than the Rams? See, the thing is, at least the Broncos can play defense. I don't think the Rams can do anything. Like, if you watched the Rams last week against the Packers, they were horrible. The only reason why they beat the Raiders was because McDaniels had one of the worst play call play called the ideas imaginable, just never throwing the ball against one of the worst secondaries in the league. Yeah. But I think Mayfield's going to be put in jail for this game. Like, I, I really don't think they're going to move the ball at all. And I guess the question is, do I think Denver can do anything against a defense missing Aaron Donald again? They're missing a couple pieces in the secondary for depth. They're really just a bad team. Like, the, the Rams are a horrible football team. I think I actually am going to lean to Denver, but my favorite play is going to be the under, obviously. I'm expecting no points in this game. But I do think Denver can move the ball against this team because the Rams' defense is so bad. I'm going to lean Denver. I'm really, really low on the Rams, like dangerously low. And Mayfield last week, I know it was in the cold. I think that's the Mayfield that we were going to see for the rest of the season. And he kind of had mm-hmm. a fluky five-minute stretch there or two drives against the Raiders. I think Denver wins this game by like seven. It'll be ugly. But give me some type of 16-10 game, something like that. So I'll lean Denver, actually. I think the Rams are just a really, really bad football team. They are. They're terrible. I don't know if that's a hot take or not, but you could, you could tell from Monday night the Rams' defense is really, really bad. to do with this game I, I laying three with the broncos just sounds unreal at this point with how this team is constructed and you know i sat there and said that i don't want to compare teams different completely different teams but thursday night i said i'll back the jets because their defense and while i thought that the offense was completely terrible the defense was still good enough and they weren't However, this Rams team, I can't. That's a little different, though, because it was horrible weather. This game was in a dome. But uh, but still, yeah, I understand um, your point. Just just give me the plus three with the Rams. Just give okay. me the plus three. I'm, with two terrible teams, I just can't see myself laying points with either one. Like, I could not see myself laying points with either one. So My favorite play is the under. Three. But... Yeah, the play, I, will, I don't care how low this total gets. I don't. This could be 10-3. This could be mm. uh, 3-6. This could, if this finished at three six, I would not be surprised. Yeah, same here. So I just give me the under as my best play. If I had to pick a side, I'm gonna pick the Rams and just take the points in two terrible teams. And hopefully, the Rams at home as a home dog can somewhat get up for this Broncos team. But I I don't see either one of these offenses doing anything. These are two of the worst teams in the league in my eyes. Yeah, well, they are two of the worst teams in the league. So. I think the Rams, you can argue, with all the injuries, might be the worst team in the league. Yeah, yeah. Like, like if they were playing the Texans tomorrow, I'd probably bet the Texans. I think they're that bad. 
I'd probably be getting the points with Texans, so I would 100% bet Texans. Would you get the points because Denver's favorite against them on the road by three? Like, I don't know. But, like, yeah. I, I don't think the Rams have anything going for them. Like, that's kind of my point. Everybody's hurt. Everybody's yeah. hurt. This is really just a wash of the year. But, oh, my gosh, am I really about to talk myself into Denver minus three? Oh, help me because I have a headache trying to handicap this game. All right, you sold me. Give me Denver minus three. Okay. Ew. Ew, 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 ew. Only way that I can get my mind off of this terrible game is talking about the official sports book of Sports Gambling Podcast Network, and that is win bet because they're active in so many states and there's so many ways to win with live betting, same game parlays, the parlay wheel for DGENs only, everything you need. And if you sign up today, you can bet $100, get a $100 free bet, limited to state availability. So much choose. So all you have to do is go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offer subject change terms conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 order present in the state where play through winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. We're also brought to you by the mini helmet and football bingo contest. Get a mini helmet. You can have a chance to win an SGP mini helmet. Sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash helmet. That is sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash helmet. And football bingo for these Christmas Day games that we're talking about. You can go to the app and get them. Yes, exclusively on the SGPN app for our Christmas Day football bingo contest. Every single bingo is a winner. Every single bingo will get a $100 SGPN gift certificate. All right. Let's finish this out strong. Next game on the slate, we have where to go. The Tampa Bay Bucks are on the road to play the Arizona Cardinals. Minus seven and a half on the road for the Bucks. 40 and a half is the total injury report for this game. And we have Julio Jones questionable for the Bucks. Hollywood Brown is questionable. Colt McCoy is out. You are going to see Trace McSorley starting in this game. And Byron Murphy Jr. is questionable with the back injury in that secondary. Well, I don't know who had Tom Brady versus Trace McSorley on their 2022 NFL bingo card, but I didn't. Tampa better win this game by at least 10 points. Like, for their sake. Are you bold enough to lay to seven and a half with them? I think I am. I really think I am. I watched this team play a little bit with McSorley last week as Colt McCoy got hurt, and they got boat raced by Denver. Now, I know the game was closer at the end for final score. Connor scored a touchdown with about five minutes to go. They were down double digits. So, I have to go with Tampa. I mean, defensively, this team is getting healthier. They held down Burrow for a half. I'm not going to blame the defense, too, because they kept turning it over inside their own 30-yard line. But Arizona got, I don't want to say blown out by Denver, but they lost comfortably to Denver. And now they're with McSorley, who we've seen play, who's not very good. So I have to go with Tampa. I know that you can blindly say Arizona can, you know, maybe keep it close because Tampa's offense stinks. Tampa on paper at least has weapons, and Arizona's defense isn't very good. But yeah. I, I really don't know how I'm supposed to just watch 
McSorley and, and McCoy looked so bad last week against Denver and then suddenly expect them to wake up offensively against Tampa. If Tampa scores 13 points, they might cover this number because I'm not sure Arizona scores a touchdown. I think I got to take Tampa. It's a game they need to have because, of course, they're still in the worst division in football and they're in first place. They're basically being gifted a free win on the schedule. I'll take Tampa. This is a game they should win, but they should win comfortably. That's where I stand. Yeah, they should win comfortably. Will they win comfortably? Uh, I just think I think Kingsbury is a taking time bomb, and the players might have just quit on him already. No, he's definitely is. I'm surprised he still has a job at this point. Yeah, Not he shouldn't. Lie. But seven and a half. That hook is baiting me. I don't know if it is. Like, me. I don't know how Arizona's going to score. Like, Tampa's defense is still good. You know? Like, it, it's but really. Do trust, but do I trust Tampa to do their half of the scoring? I think I should. I'll ask Arizona's you this, though. Defense when, suck. Arizona, when you Arizona has a. When you say their half, I'll ask you this. How many points do you think Tampa needs to score in order to have a good shot to cover this number? Like 17? Do you think Arizona gets yeah. to 10? 10 is a stretch. I don't think Arizona's going to score a touchdown in this game. That offense probably gives them a touchdown. They could. It's, I'm just, I, I just don't think Arizona does nothing. Or I don't think they do anything, I should say. You might see a defensive score with McSorley. Uh, he, he could throw three picks for all we know. And Arizona's offensive line isn't good. I just I'm I'm trying to who is who is running to the window to bet Arizona? Nobody. Nobody's running to the window to bet Arizona. Which means Arizona must be the side. I'm curious how many people you think are gonna run to the window to lay seven nap with Tampa. Probably some on principle because it's Brady, but still. What was the final score of that Arizona game last week? Uh, Arizona ended up losing to Denver by a score of 24 to 15, but they had nine points before that quote unquote garbage time touchdown to Connor. So they were down, they were down 24 to nine with about six and a half to go. Sorry, they were really, really bad. Uh, Something's just telling me not to take Tampa. Like, but it just I'll, doesn't. I'll bet props instead. I'll bet no touchdown Arizona. Oh yeah, I definitely bet no touchdown Arizona. I feel I feel very comfortable with that. They got to get up at this point. They're 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 in, they potentially could lose the division if they don't win this game. Yeah, and I don't think they're ever. It's ever in doubt of them winning this game. It's just, will they get over a touchdown? Oh, I felt really good about them last week. I did, and they folded. That's really what's sitting on my mind. Well, you felt really good about who? Tampa last week? Yes. I thought that was a terrible spot for the Bengals and a great spot for them. I, I just think I just think Cincinnati's a top three and team. And they were a close your eyes so. special. They were, but Arizona's also at home. They've won, what, one home game in two years? They're one and seven at home this season. All right, fine. Well, 
Tampa Bay. Well, trust your instincts. If you want to take Arizona, take Arizona, but I just can't do it. It's not like there's a good to, I'm answer. trying to talk myself into it, but I can't I can't find an angle where I can legitimately take Arizona. It's not like there's a good answer here. It's just McSorley is a third string quarterback against statistically a top five defense in points against, or top ten at this point, because the defense got screwed over last week. I just think at the end of the day, Arizona's a lost cause. Tampa is still competing for something. That's got to be motivation. All right. Tampa minus seven and a half. That's really – they're so bad. They're so bad at home. Like, even without all this, they're already bad at home. Mm-hmm. And it's been like this for Cliff Kings. Cliff Kingsbury's got to be out of here after this year. He's so bad. Yeah, this is disgusting. All right, over to the total. 40 and a half. I mean, under. Yeah, I'm on the under. Easy. It, Tampa could win this game 24 to 3, and I wouldn't I wouldn't even react to it. Yeah, not even sniffing at over 40 and a half is way is not low enough. All right. Next game on the slate, we have, and I don't even trust James Conner to, to put the team on his back because Tampa's run defense is actually pretty solid. Uh, they should stack the box. I mean, like you just dare McSorley would have beat you at this point. Watch Trey McBride have a good game. Randomly have a really good game. Okay. That feels like I feel like he and Trace McSorley probably worked together early on. Tampa's had issues against tight end positions this season. Arizona's especially bad. So maybe an Otten prop if you want to get really sneaky with it for Tampa. Yeah. But all right. Wow, these games are really, really bad. You tricked me, Scott. Why did you ask me to come on here and do this? These games suck. Don't blame me. <laughs> blame Munaf for, for pulling a Ferris Bueller's that doesn't have to cover these games. <laughs> Next game on the slate, we have the Los Angeles Chargers on the road to play the Indianapolis Colts. Minus four and a half on the road for the Chargers. 45 and a half is the total injury report for these two teams on Monday night. And we have Jonathan Taylor, who is out for the season. That's it. I don't have anything else for either team. I have gone on record saying that I don't think Brandon Staley is a good coach. He's horrible, but he might make the playoffs by pure, I can't say luck, but ineptitude by other teams around the league. Is it pure luck? I don't even think they make the playoffs because I think they're liable to lose this game here. I think they are too. I'm actually going to take the Colts plus the points. There's no way I'm laying four and a half on the road. The Colts are terrible, but you're hoping for pride purposes. You blew a 33-point lead last week. Like, showcase something, you know? Yeah, yeah, and... Just more of the fact of like, oh, this Colts team never knows how to, to, like, they they don't know how to finish. They don't know how to finish games. They don't know how to put themselves in situations. It's like we're watching this same Colts team, just not Colts team, the same Chargers team, just time after time after time after time after time, put themselves in position towards the end of the year to do nothing, to do absolutely nothing. Just waste everybody's time. They're not good. We sit here and we look at Justin Herbert, and people are talking about Justin Herbert. Oh, he's going to be a next MVP. Oh, he just got hurt by a rib injury. He'll be fine. He's going to do this. He's going to do that. Blah, 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 blah. They're going to have a really good office. Blah, 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 blah. This team stinks. They're not good. They are not good. They have gotten bit by the injury bug. They have not been able to recover. You sit here and they're missing. If you look at their their what their projective offensive line was to start the season, they're missing half. 
Like this scene is not really bad. They're not good. And you're late. And I'm getting four and a half. Like I'm laying four and a half with them on the road. Absolutely not. I don't care. At least Indiana shows me something. And then guess what? I have freaking Super Bowl champion Nick Foles coming into the lineup. It would be so on brand for the Chargers if they just get pieced in the final three minutes by Nick Foles. Yes. Yes. A hundred percent. 100%. 100%. I think the Chargers blow their spot in the playoffs in this game. I think they, they blow their spot in the playoffs in this game. I truly do. And I think Brandon, St- after they blow this game, because you just, you're going to lose to a team that gave up a 33 to nothing lead last week. So after you blow this game and after you lose this team, I think Brandon Staley's out the door immediately. I think he's out the door. I think they fire the GM and they compl- the organization completely starts over scratch. I just don't understand how you win a very important game against Miami, right? You're against a Tennessee team that is one of the worst secondaries in the entire league. Awful against the pass. You score 17 points. They're bad. They are not good. But you figure worst case scenario, at least you'll air it out. Mike Williams is healthy. You have Keenan Allen healthy pregame. You score 17 against Tennessee. Herbert has zero touchdown passes. You're against, you're against like an injured Tannehill and Malik Willis for portions of the game, and you just couldn't do anything the entire game. Like, wasn't that a little, isn't that a little bit crazy? And for record, Tennessee, 28th in pass DVOA. 28th in pass DVOA of 32 teams. This is ridiculous. Like, what are we talking about here? This, this Chargers team is, you cannot back this Chargers team, no matter what. You People will blindly fade Chargers. the Colts, and I understand that, but I, I can't lay with the Chargers here. The Chargers lost, are a team that I don't trust at all. They lost to the Raiders, who are 31st in pass DVOA and 22nd in rush DVOA, mm. and lost that game. Couldn't put up more than 20 points. I don't they needed trust a two-point conversion and a comeback to beat the Cardinals. Like This team would definitely play down to competition here. Yes, 100%. They're, how do you, you're up against the Colts who just blew that. You, you watched them blow the lead. You watched mm. them blow the lead. No, absolutely not. Colts, 14th in pass DVOA, 13th in rush DVOA. It's a solid defense. They've been a solid defense all year. And they looked, that defense looked really good for a half last week. I I, I don't know how, I, I don't know how you can possibly lay points with the Chargers on the road. I don't know how you can possibly lay points with Chargers on the road. Give me the Colts plus four. I'll sprinkle on the money line. I think the Chargers blow their shot in playoffs in this game. I truly do. It really would be fitting if they blew it on prime time as the late game on Monday night. Yeah, last game, last game of the week. Blow it. You, they watched everything happen. They watched everything happen. They probably got some results that went in their favor for to help them secure a play a playoff spot. They watched all that happen and they blow it on Monday night. It's mm-hmm. it's so like them. It's a hundred percent like them. I don't I don't know how you could do it. So I'm good on them. Anything else for this game? Oh, well, we got the total. Total sitting at 45 and a half. I'm looking at the under. I don't think the Colts are going to move the ball that well in this game. It's mostly just expecting the Chargers to have a game like they did against the Titans offensively, where they should on paper dominate, but they just don't. Whether it's bad play calling, whether it's just a lack of using your personnel properly or an inability to use your personnel property properly. I don't trust Staley. I don't think the Colts are going to suddenly wake up. I don't think the Colts are going to wake up offensively. I just think the Chargers' offense is overvalued 
because they have a Ferrari in Herbert and they use him like he's a Prius. That's my main problem. <laughs> they don't let they don't let him air it out. You look at you look at the uh, yards. He called him a Prius. <laughs> but you look at the yards per attempt with Herbert, and you figure, all right, like he's got prop, one of the strongest arms in the league. You let him throw it deep. Every pass is a three-yard, five-yard pass. It's like it's like he's in the wrong system, you know. I I just you you know what I'm saying. Like I think it's a pretty decent metaphor for it's like, for your like for their own sanity and this and fans and the organization and knowing that they're not about to mess up Justin Herbert's career. Staley shouldn't be on back on the plane after after they lose this game. I'm telling you. If you want a fun game. angle, by the way, Herbert is officially 23 and 23 in his career. He's like, or he's around that. He's around there. He's never been above 500 in his career. Are you serious? He's at 500 now. And he's never been above 500 in his. And career. this was the preseason MVP. Yeah, right. All right. I still think he's a hell of a quarterback, but I I think Staley's done is, him but less they, than any favor. They suck. They yeah. suck. They're not mm-hmm. good. Coaching is terrible. All right. Lock and dog. Lock and dog. Let's see here. Ew. I have to pick a lock and dog out of these games. It's it's bad. All right. Well, you know my dog is gonna be Indianapolis at plus one seventy. I, I feel comfortable backing a home dog. So Indianapolis at plus one seventy is my dog. For my lock, uh, I'm not picking a side. That's dead. Let me see if I can find this player prop. Because I will, I'm starting, uh, maybe this is a little bit of me being a homer, but I'm starting Trey McBride in a league. Okay. And I really could use him to go off. Actually, fun fact, it's a it's a, a fantasy league with Rashad Jennings. It's Rashad Jennings fantasy league. Nice. And so he doing? I made the semifinal. Oh, he was terrible. He was last place. <laughs> I kind of meant I kind of meant in person, but okay, good enough, I guess. Oh sure. no, no, no. I didn't oh no, I didn't meet him in person. Oh, I, I thought you meant like you were friends with him and you were just in his fantasy league. No, 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 no. He uh sent out a tweet, I think it was, oh, uh, cool. saying he wanted somebody to join his fantasy league, and I responded and he let me in. So was there a buy-in in that or there was a free league? Yeah, it was a buy-in. Okay. So cool. I'm yeah, rooting semifinals. For I went this and I'm pretty sure I win money. So Okay. Uh, no, I don't have any props. Dang it. Uh, let me just go ahead and take the under in the Rams game, Rams Broncos game. I don't trust either one of those teams. Teams really suck. It's, I know it's 36 and a half. It's not low enough. I'll take the under for my lock in the Rams Broncos game under 36 and a half. What do okay. You uh, so for me, I'm going to go with another total in this one, but I'm gonna take a team total for my lock. I'm going to take the – let me just pull up the exact numbers here just so I don't make up a team total. Uh, uh, no offense to uh, Penn State fans, but I'm going to fade Trace McSorley. <laughs> I see a team total of around 16 flat. I'll take the team total under there. I don't think they're going to score at all in this game. Uh, you can argue that, you know, they still have weapons. I don't really care. McSorley is a third-string quarterback who barely got run in preseason. It's because he's not very good. And I think Tampa should be able to hold them in check. Tampa's defense is still pretty good. Uh, the secondary definitely has gotten healthy over the past couple weeks. And I think Arizona is a lost cause. So, and Hollywood Brown is also questionable. There's a chance he doesn't play. But I'm going to go with the the uh, Cardinals team total under 16. I think that number is a little bit high. All right. And what is your dog? 
So, unfortunately, I don't have many player props available. I would have potentially taken an interception prop for a quarterback or something, but no, nah, I'm just going to go ahead and take the Colts. I'm going to double it with you. Yeah. Uh, I, I just think that it's really on brand for the Chargers yep. to enter this game, which most people think they can't lose because the Colts yes. game, a 33-point lead. They think that the Colts are going to get embarrassed, and yet the spread's only four. Like, you'd assume after last week, the Chargers should be favored by, like, seven. It's a, it's a Nick Foles for the first time starting a game since he was with the Bears. Like, it just seems like this line should be a lot higher, and it's not. And I, I think that's a, it's an extreme trap. I'm going to take the Colts. I heard, I was listening to another podcast the other day, and I heard somebody actually say that there was value on the Chargers to make the AFC Championship game. And I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it because in my mind, I'm thinking it's value it's value on the Chargers not even to make the playoffs. No, you look at them on paper and say, you know, on paper, Derwin James coming back. This team isn't that bad. You're right. On paper, this team is not bad. Their coach is atrocious. He's terrible. It has been like he's shown us time after time. And I know what Chargers fans think about what they were dealing with with Anthony Lynn for so long and how much they were so over Anthony Lynn by the point it was time for him to leave. Mm-hmm. This is hello 2.0. I just right refuse here. to believe that you're an offensive minded coach, and yet Herbert goes for roughly 400 yards against Miami, and you only score 23 points. Then you face off against one of the worst secondaries in the league the game after Herbert goes for like 380, and you only score 17 points. I mean, he what. <laughs> You know, there's not a good track record with offensive-minded defensive coordinators. Surprising. Shocking. Shocking that offensive-minded defensive coordinators don't have a good track record in the NFL. Matt Patricia. Mm-hmm. Right. All right. <laughs> okay. Whatever. Anything else for the people before we get up out of here, Scott? I, I just can't. The Chargers – oh, my gosh. I think Chargers no, is one of my I'm most hated teams because they should be a lot better than what they are. I don't care how injured they are. The Giants are freaking injured, and they're better than what they are. We, we might be the only podcast to actually like the Colts in this game, but I'm okay with that. Yeah, perfectly fine. Perfectly fine. And if the if the Chargers go out here and bury them, I am perfectly fine being wrong about Chargers, and, you know, that's it. Perfectly fine. I don't think I am. I think they – I think they lose this game, and everybody's like, how did that happen? They just blew their playoff spot. Mm -hmm. All right, make sure you subscribe to the NFL Gambling Podcast if you haven't already, and make sure you leave us a review on Spotify, Apple, wherever you get your podcasts. Follow us on Twitter, SGPN, NFL, and make sure you follow at Rysha Radio, at RumiGirl underscore underscore. That is it for the Sunday and Monday games edition of the NFL Gambling Podcast. I mean, I don't know. It's been a long time. Still don't know how to end the podcast. But I'm going to end it like this. We are out of here.